Do you want to work with sponsors, but you don't really know how to go about it? I interviewed Justin Moore. He's incredibly knowledgeable about brand deals. You know why? He made over $3 million working with brands. He's done over 100 brand deals and he ran an influencer marketing agency for over five years. Hey Justin, can you tell a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So my name is Justin Moore and I'm the founder of Creator Wizard, which teaches you the business of being a creator and uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me. So a lot of creators are struggling with getting brands and a lot of people think that they are too small to actually get sponsorships. How many views do you think somebody needs to actually be able to work with some brands? That's a great question. So I know this is kind of dodging the question, but uh, I really don't think there is any number. There's no number. Um, you know, I have done deals with creators and influencers with, with less than a thousand followers before uh, because they fit uh, exactly what the brand was looking for, you know? So one of the most important ways uh, to get brand deals and sponsorships um, is to find a niche and double down on it. You know, you can always back like branch out down the line, um, but you know, pretty much every content vertical is so uh, saturated, you know, these days. So in, in order to stand out, you really do, you know, need to have something unique to say. Um, and so, you know, of course, uh, you know, you, you want to have a good baseline number of followers and viewers uh, so that when you do reach out to brands, you know, you can legitimately say that you have a solid engaged audience, um, you know, but I, I truly do not believe that there is like a minimum number that you need. Does that mean that like the more niche your channel is, the better the chances for you are to get a sponsorship? Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely think that because um, it's a lot easier. You're essentially like a big fish in a small pond at that time, right? So rather than trying to stand out, you know, there's like all these people people talking about, let's say, this one particular game on Twitch or something, or all these people trying to like talk about this one particular content vertical. The best example is I have is I run an influencer marketing agency and we hired a YouTuber who had a thousand followers because he spoke about budgeting and financial advice for military members, <laughs> right? So it's like very, very specific, but it was like a major marketing campaign for a wireless carrier, like a phone company. Uh, and they really wanted to work with that type of creator. And so he got paid really well. But again, like it's like, you know, he was very specific about his niche. And I believe that the opportunities, you know, when you can really focus on something are, are much larger, especially when you're starting out as a creator. Yeah, and on Twitch, like, and these on Twitch is not just playing games because a lot of people do that, but like creating something with, with your hands. Like I know this guy who's mm -hmm. making knives. That's like a super specific niche. But also mm -hmm. like if you play a certain kind of games, like horror games, that might be something that can help you already as well. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend having this like brand rotation thing on your stream where when you're streaming, you see multiple brands popping by every now and then? A lot of people do this with energy drinks and with energy affiliations. Would you recommend mm -hmm. a strategy like that? You know, honestly, I think it depends on uh, what your brand partners are looking for. So like you said, sometimes they may not be completely affiliated. Maybe they're just in a, you know, a partner and they're not like actually sponsored by that brand or something like that. Um, you know, I think some brands may be cool with it <laughs> and some won't. You know, one of the challenges is I think when you have a widget like that, uh, I think some people kind of tend to tune it out right? It's like, it's just like an ad on the screen that they yeah. just ignore. They ignore, right? Right. And so, especially if you do like multiple brands per stream, uh, and that's just kind of your thing, maybe it's okay. But I think that, you know, potentially, uh, doing a dedicated segment where, or even selling through to a brand that they're going to be the dedicated sponsor for the stream is actually a lot more powerful, potentially talking about like the affiliate, uh, programs for energy drinks and things like that. Um, you know, I think there are 
pros and cons to any brand partnership, whether it's an affiliate or a flat rate sponsorship or whatever it is. I think what it really comes down to is like, do you like the product? <laughs> do you actually drink it? Um, you know, the I think the honestly, what a lot of creators, what a lot of streamers forget is that the connection with your that that, that you have with your followers is something that you need to. Uh, be really careful with and to treasure. Um, and you really cannot violate that trust for a quick buck. The other thing too, is that like, don't just do it for clout, <laughs> right? To say that you're like a sponsored streamer or something, right? I think a lot of creators uh, do that just so that they can feel legit, right? Or like that they've made it. And, 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 you know, in the long run, I just don't think that's a good reason to do it. So I think you really do need to be very thoughtful when you're starting out as a creator to like think through what is my you know, sponsorship strategy was my affiliate strategy because your audience really should be the primary focus at that time. Mm -hmm. I've been like pushed by some brands like crazy that wanted me to do like energy drinks or like um, drinkable meals and they wanted me to do mobile games that are kind of like uh, targeted towards rails and I was like I don't feel comfortable with it and they keep like pushing a little bit and if you don't feel comfortable with it please don't give up don't give in yes. to those people don't don't just do it because you get paid for it even though they say that you get like quite a lot of money from it because it's just not worth it yeah, exactly right. It's not worth it. You you always should trust your gut. Oh, don't ignore that feeling. Like that is the feeling that you should like pay attention to, right? Because, you know, you're you're, you know, like I said, you know, that money in your bank account is not going to replace the feeling of like, oh man, I did something kind of dirty to like <laughs> just to make a quick buck, right? Um and in my heart, like I know it's not something I really want to, you know, be uh, you know, promoting my audience. So a lot of like non-gaming brands are pretty hard to like get sponsorship deals with, but there are some some known brands like Elgato or like Logitech and stuff like that, that, that are already doing ongoing brand deals. But mm -hmm. how would I as a creator, as a streamer, find a brand to work with? That's a great question. So um, just like you mentioned, I mean, honestly, the, one of the best ways is to look at the brands that are already par partnering with other Twitch stream streamers, right? Because those are the brands that already get it. They see the value in it. So you don't have to do as much education. So I think a lot of like streamers think that they need to like reinvent the wheel. I just need like find a brand. No, like start with the brands that are already working with streamers. That's, that's the easiest way to do it. So that's number one. Um, but then the next thing you need to do is think about your audience, okay? What brands are trying to access that audience? Pretty much all brands have something called a consumer persona or like a consumer demographic, um, which just means that they've identified that most of their customers are, let's say, gamers, or most of their customers are millennial moms or they're Gen Xers or something, right? Um, and so uh, even if a brand hasn't partnered with a streamer before, uh, if your audience is composed of exactly who they're trying to reach, they may be willing to give it a shot, right? Even if they've never worked with a streamer or anything like that, if you come to them and say like, hey, I've got like 10,000 followers or whatever, and they are all like the exact consumer you're trying to reach, maybe it's a fashion brand or, or something, right? You never know. Would you like to give it a shot? Like you never know, right? It's gonna take a little bit more education, especially if they've never done that type of partnership before, but you could be the first one, right? You could be the first one that, uh, you know, that they partner with. So um, I think that it's a, uh, it's absolutely something to consider. As a streamer, some companies think like that your average viewers is like as much as just like viewers in total. <laughs> so for a YouTube video, if you have 100 views, then you have 100 views. But if you do a YouTube stream or a Twitch stream and you've got a 100 viewer average, you got like way more views, right? Mm -hmm. And usually like brands kind of connect the views with the amount like that they want to pay you. Mm. How do you know how much you can charge? How do you know how much you're worth? Yeah, that's a great question. So. 
the best advice that I can give you about this is first and foremost, always ask the brand's budget first. <laughs> Don't try to pull some number out of thin air that you really have no idea what you're doing, right? Especially if you're like just starting out and you really don't know what to do. Um, always ask their budget because sometimes they'll just straight up tell you, right? They'll say, oh, well, we have $1,000 for the partnership or we have $2,000, whatever, you know, $500, whatever it is. Um, and you just, and oftentimes it may be more than you were gonna like quote them, right? For the for the partnership. So that's the first thing that you should always do. Just ask them for their budget. Um, and then the second thing is, um, I have a framework that I've created uh, called the DO rule, D-U-E. Um, and it stands for deliverables, usage rights and exclusivity okay so deliverables are let's say how many streams or how many posts do they want you to do that's number one um, number two is the usage rights how like do they want to like use your footage for advertising purposes a lot of times they'll want to like repurpose it and do other things with it right um, and then the last one is exclusivity uh, can you not work with their competitors for a certain time period Right. Um, so these are things that you absolutely need to factor in when you're figuring out, because what happens if, you know, let's say energy brand X, Y, Z says you can't work with anyone else for two years or 12 months or, or if it's another brand, if it's, uh, you know, some sort of streaming hardware or something like that. Right. You have to like think about those things because like, you know, let's say the partnership ends, you do one stream with them or something, and then you can't work with their competitors for like two years. That's a long time. Right. So you really do need to think about that type of thing. And I think a lot of people overlook that in the negotiation and the contracts and things mm -hmm. like that. So so um, that's number two. Um, the third thing is ask your friends, ask other creators. If you do, you know, if you have been networking and things like that, and perhaps you've seen your other friends working with that brand, right? Or similar brands, like ask them, like, and maybe they have a similar level of viewership to you. Ask them, like, like, what did you charge? Like, what are your rates, right? Um, you know, I know that can be kind of an awkward conversation sometimes, but, um, you know, don't be afraid to like ask that question. You'd be surprised, I think, at how helpful some people can be. And then the, the last piece of advice about figuring out how much to charge is send multiple different packages and prices that they can choose from. Because that sometimes makes it a lot easier. So it's like, if you're not really sure exactly how much to charge, you can be, basically be like, okay, hey, I'm going to give you like, price package A, package B, and package C. And you're getting like slightly different things in each package. And I'm gonna like put the prices and maybe you put the price that you really want in the middle, <laughs> right? So that, you know, maybe the, you price the third one a little bit higher, um, you know, or maybe like twice as much as the middle one. So it makes the middle one seem like a good value. And that's the price you really wanted, right? There's a whole bunch of like kind of negotiation strategies that you can use like that. Um, but, you know, again, a lot of it comes with experience too. And I think that that's, um, you know, I have done, my wife and I, you know, our primary platform Platforms are like on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, etc. And we have done like literally hundreds of brand partnerships over the years. And in the beginning, it was a challenge and really the best, like, honestly, it, it was through experience that we learned to just improve and get better. So um, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> the first thing I learned is that if you get a DM on Instagram, it's usually a scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of brands. Yeah, you gotta. You definitely need to be careful as as you're uh, as you're growing because you know there are some brands who will try to try to take advantage of that. I get like weekly scam emails from people that are a brand, and it's like mm -hmm. it's it's like terrifying. I was like, yeah. if you if you do not know better and it's your first email, it's your first sponsorship, then you might like be, wow, this person wants to work with me, and then you might react and you know get scammed, which is like super exactly. sad. Yeah, you gotta come into it with a certain like level of caution, I think. Yeah. Should I talk about brands that I like if they don't sponsor me? Would that like be off-putting to other brands or maybe to them to pay me in the future? That's a great question. Um, okay, so absolutely. You absolutely should talk about 
brands, even if they're not sponsoring you. Um, this is the best way to get on their radars. Uh, you know, most brands want to partner with creators who are already already have an existing affinity for their products or services. So if you're able to talk about them and send them a post, right, or a stream, an archive stream where you already talked about them, that's going to go a long way, right? Because rather than having to like, you know, educate a creator about the product, they've never used it, right? Who better than an existing customer, right? To uh, partner with down the line. And I, that thing you mentioned about like, oh, like I don't want to talk about them because they won't, they're not going to want to pay me in the future. That is a complete myth, right? I just want to say that right now. That is a complete myth. You know, you want to know why? Because when you're talking about a brand organically and they're not paying you, right? You're just saying offhanded, like, oh my gosh, I love, I love Hint. I'm not sponsored by them, by the way, but oh my gosh, <laughs> I love Hint, right? But Hint, if you want to sponsor me, like holler at your boy, okay? Um, but you know, if you want to you know say oh my gosh i love i'm gonna take a swig right um you're not gonna say the key messages that they want you to right when they're do promoting a campaign like oh this this drink is now available on amazon or this drink is now available at this store or whatever right they're gonna want want you to say that right and they're gonna want you to say it's a, it has zero calories it has zero sweeteners right it's it's water infused with pineapple essence what i'm just reading it right but it's like they're gonna want you to say specific things that you're not gonna say when you're just saying it on your own, right? And the reason that they do that is because they wanna like cut that down into like a 15 second little video or a 30 second little video that they can then run as an advertisement, right? So there's a lot more behind being paid to talk about a brand than just like holding it up as like a product placement, right? Mm -hmm. So get that out of your brain that, you know, if I talk about a brand, they're not gonna wanna pay me in the future. That's not how it works. They want you to, like, you should talk about the brands that you authentically love because that's going to increase the chances of you getting sponsored by them in the future. And by the way, don't just like think that they're gonna magically find you. No, you need to reach out to them. How are they gonna know that you talked about them 30 minutes into a stream or, or in a U random YouTube video? They're not gonna know. You have to go tell them that you talked about them, right? So should you so clip it and send it to them? Absolutely, 100%. You clip it and you send it to them and be like, hey, I just talked about you. Go, hey, go check it out. Here's the clip. Absolutely, because they will love that because there's no other way for them to discover you. So you just talked a little bit about like making bundles and like kind of like pricing in different ways. Would it be a good idea to like include other social media that I'm on in these kind of bundles? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the single best way to upsell and make more money on the deal. Right. Um, you know, oftentimes brands have no idea how many platforms you're on. Right. And many creators just assume that they do. Um, and so it's it's your job to tell them, hey, I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on TikTok or Twitter. Right. Um, and if you add in some other posts, I'm happy to do that for a thousand dollars more or two thousand dollars more or whatever. Like like that is the best way to give yourself a pay raise. I think a lot of creators just assume that brands have like done this super detailed, like robust like, you know, search of, of their all their social media platforms. And no, that's not how it works oftentimes. Like they just, they are probably looking at maybe a hundred other creators or a hundred other streamers. Um, and they don't know like that you're on all these other platforms. So if you can tell them like, hey, I've got like 50,000 followers or I've got 5,000, 10,000 followers on this other platform. Like I would love to like do some additional amplification on there. Um, they're gonna love that kind of thing, right? So I'm um, absolutely bring that up. You've worked with a lot of brands yourself. And there must have been a couple of fantastic sponsorships in there. What was the favorite one you've done? 
Man, favorite. Well, how about I talk about the one that I just did today? I literally had a, a restream sponsorship on my very first live stream, or I had like, it was my first live stream sponsorship. So um, I was super excited about that. Um, you know, I've done hundreds of brand deals over the years, but that was like on YouTube, Instagram. It's like different, obviously. Um, but I, I can tell you a little bit about how this, how this happened, because I yeah. think it's a funny story. Um, so I joined their uh, affiliate program because I've been using the product uh, just like and loving it for six months already. Um, and I, you know, I thought as, I might as well add it as an affiliate link uh, in my description boxes of my videos, right? Um, and so I, when I did that and when I applied, I got an automated email from their partnerships manager, uh, like after I applied and I just responded to the email. And uh, I said, hey, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, let me know if we can ever discuss other partnership opportunities. Like I just, I think a lot of people don't, they think those automated emails they can't reply to. And I'm just like, no, I could, I could do that. It was like someone's name. So I was like, okay, of course I'm going to reply, right? So um, the he, his name was Patty. He, re, he immediately responded, uh, basically, and we just like clicked, and he introduced me to one of his other colleagues um, and asked for more details about what I had in mind for the partnership. Um, that was the other thing is like, um, you know, I basically just like made it up. I, I like put together a proposal. I didn't really have any idea of like exactly what I was going to pitch to them, but they seemed interested. So I like thought about it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to like – put together a package um, and I gave them a proposal and they said, yes, they didn't even like, like bark, you know, they didn't even like counter, do a counter proposal and negotiate. Uh, it all happened pretty quickly within a couple days. Um, and honestly, so like do, the, the advice that I would give about that is just like, don't be afraid to like shoot your shot, right? And just try, right? Because the worst they can say is no and you're no worse off, right? You're still- You had that you know, already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had zero already. So what, like, have, you know, all it is, is like a hit to your ego and that's okay. Right. That's okay. As a creator, you have to like learn to deal with that. So yeah, that, that was like, um, I was really excited about that sponsorship. Um, another sponsorship that I recently did, uh, was for my newsletter, right? This is the very first newsletter sponsor that I've ever done. All these like new revenue streams for me as a creator have, have sprung up over the last year that I've started creating a uh, content, helping other creators. And so I have a newsletter of about uh, a thousand creators that I send brand deal Intel to every single week. Um, and so, um, a lot of brands, uh, have started asking, Hey, can we like get in there like we're trying to like work with creators also like can can we sponsor your newsletter and I, I never thought in a million years that I was gonna like have like a sponsor for my newsletter it was I was just like trying to help people and so I just had my like first newsletter sponsor so it's like you know these things can just like naturally evolve um and just don't be like I said don't be afraid like ask the worst they can say is no the funniest part is like a lot of people assume that newsletters is kind of a thing of the past but like as long as you target the right audience and bring value in your newsletters they're actually super valuable and people yes. overlook that like so quickly Drew, do you have it do you have a newsletter I, I used to have one but like okay. i felt like no enough people were signing up and then i kind of stopped it because i felt like it cost me a lot of time but i should that get is, back on it i've got you like, should i've got like 50 people that are like already signed up <laughs> You should, you know what? I always, I always, 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 like every time I talk to creators, every time I talk, you know, on the live stream, like I'm always saying, you have to have your email list because the only way that you can actually truly ever own your audience, right? I think a lot of people, you know, in your world, like Mixer, for example, right? Like, you know, you build up this audience and then you lose everyone essentially, Yeah. Um, right? So it's like you own your audience and let's say, for example, fast forward six months down the line, you focus on growing your email list and you've got 300, streamers on your email list mm -hmm. 500 streamers on your email list right don't you think that any sponsor who comes to you and says like hey you know i want to like sponsor you can be like hey yeah that sounds great how about i also do a blast in my email list 
to 500 other streamers, right? Um, you know, with, maybe it's Elgato, maybe it's, you know, an energy drink company, maybe it's whoever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Don't you think they're going to want to get in front of those folks too? So again, it's all about upselling. That's like another platform, like we just talked about, that you can add into the partnership too, right? So it's like, what other value can you provide to the people on your email list so that, yeah, maybe it becomes a new, a new revenue stream for you that you didn't even anticipate? So for people that really thought this conversation was super valuable, where can they find you and how can they keep in touch with your content? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my YouTube channel is Creator Wizard um, and pretty much on every social media platform, I'm at Creator Wizard. Um, and I, like I just mentioned, I have an email list I would love for you to join. You can check it out, I guess, in the description box, maybe. Um, and I send out, you know, an email every single week uh, with new brand deal opportunities, all sorts of different types of ones. So that would be a great way to stay in touch. But yeah, thanks so much for having me. Justin, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on brand deals. Thank you so much for being here. For everybody interested in the newsletter, the link is down below in the description. So is his YouTube channel and his Twitter. So check him out.